Well, you heard Alan Dershowitz say he had uh, very high hopes and expectations of our guest here, and our guest is Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan. He is a congressman for Wisconsin's 1st District. We've got about 10 minutes with him. So, thanks for joining us the day after the Packer loss. Jeez, thanks for bringing that up. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to cheer you up. That ain't Three the way. Three in a row. That sure ain't uh. the way to do it. Well, I watched that 60 Minutes. I was very good. Um, let's get to the substance. Um, First of all, in terms of uh, Paris, um, thoughts on that? Any, any, you're a policy guy. What do we do now? Well, it's obviously a horrible, coordinated terrorist attack. Um, we have to see this for what it is. Uh, this is a war, and they've brought it to us. And so the question is, how do we finish it? Um, it's important we get all the facts. I've I've asked for a classified briefing from the administration for all members of Congress as they return today from in in session. So we're still learning more, but what's very clear is ISIS is not a remote danger in a far-off land, and a containment strategy is not enough. That has completely failed. So what we're seeing, in my opinion, is the consequence of the president's continued reluctance to take this threat fully and seriously. For over a year, we've been asking for an overarching strategy to defeat ISIS. There just simply isn't one. So we can't have the administration avoid this question any longer. The defense bill we just passed, 370 votes in the House, 91 votes in the Senate, um, that bill itself calls for having an overarching plan. It requires the president to present a plan for defeating ISIS, not for containing ISIS, for defeating ISIS. And I, the last point okay. I would make is this, is this calls for American leadership. Okay. Do you a sense anything? I watch the King Schiff show a lot, Peter King, Adam Schiff. You know, they're all over the tube. Uh, and uh, I, I, I sense from Schiff, uh, you know, hey, we got to do more. Do you sense that among other Democrats? I do. Uh, a little I do. Pr- I more Adam, pressure? Go ahead. Yeah, and Adam in particular, he's the head Democrat on the Intelligence Committee. So he has a pretty good view of yep. just what's happening. And so, yes, I think a lot of people who take um, national security seriously, and there are Democrats, Adam Schmidt's one of them, see that we are bumbling along, we are okay. containing, and we are, we're just reacting, and we're not prosecuting a plan to annihilate and reduce and, and eliminate this threat. It's going to take a long time. People know that, I think, by now. But we've got to get on with it. What about the immigration piece of this? Because uh, I was watching CNN yesterday, and the major worry of some journalists there was that there'd be a backlash. Well, I expect so. People will say, well, why would we let people in who want to blow us up? Well, particularly with the, with the story about uh, one of the terrorist attackers who came to yeah. Greece from Syria. So. Look, we've always been a generous nation, taking you know in refugees, um, but this is a unique situation. Um, this is a situation where you have single men coming over, which is not women and children. Yeah. And so, yeah. we, what we are doing is, I've asked all of the, the committees of jurisdiction in the House to come up with recommendations for how do we immediately address this particular situation. So we're looking at all of our options about how do we make sure that something like this doesn't happen coming here to us with this with refugees. Yes. And what about, because one of our listeners asked uh, to ask you directly, uh, funding, uh, can can the House do right. something so the, about limiting? Yeah, so we have a funding at the end of the year bill. So we're looking at all of these options, which is, look, what matters to me is we don't, we, we do not 
not only do we prevent people from coming in, but we don't bring them in. And so right. we've got to make sure that we are protecting ourselves. And so that is what we're looking at is what is the best option, not to just have an issue to talk about, but to actually have a result, which is making sure that we are not complicit or even facilitating of having someone come in who would come to seek us to do us harm from Syria. Right. And so the, some use of uh, exercise of muscle by the House. Yeah, that's right. So we're trying funds. to figure out what is the best legislative option we have to make sure that we can prevent something like this from happening. Yeah. You have a sense of the American people the uh, uh, and where they are. Democrat debate suggested the reluctance to use the term radical Islam. Bernie Sanders said global warming was the worst threat. And O'Malley said, keep the immigration coming from the Middle East. Yeah. I don't see that that's where the bulk of the country is. Perhaps yeah. that's where the bulk of the progressive movement is. And okay. I think that's probably the case, but I don't think that that's where the bulk of the country is. Look, I, I'm from Wisconsin. We're a purple state, yep. and uh, that is not what people, what Wisconsinites are saying. So, look, we can have a smart immigration policy that, that, that has legal immigration, but that also controls who comes and goes in our country. I mean, that's, you, you can't, you can be both. You can have good legal, legal immigration that, that is good for the economy, good for families, and also you can protect your borders. You can make sure that people can't break laws and, and enforce right. the rule of law and clearly protect national security. We're talking to Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan. We have about three or four more minutes. I'd like you to, uh, in terms of strategy and policy, if we can go do it at 30,000 feet. Republican debate, uh, I thought it was a very interesting exchange between Rand Paul and Marco Rubio. Paul said you can't keep making these trillion-dollar entitlements or spending bills. Uh, Rubio made an impassioned defense for national defense. Cruz then got in on it and said, look, we can do both. We can bring down this de- these deficits and defend ourselves. I don't want you to take sides of the three guys running for president. I know you won't anyway, but but uh, help us sort it out as, a, as, a, as policy. Can we defend ourselves? Can we reduce the deficit? How do we balance these things out? How do we think about this, Paul? Five years in a row, we have passed a budget to the House, passed a budget that balances the budget, pays off the debt, and bolsters our national defense. So the answer is yes. Number one, you've got to have economic growth, and you've got to have pro-growth policies that grow the economy, create more jobs, more take-home pay for working families. Number two, you've got to reform our entitlement programs, which are the drivers of our debt, which are crowding out any other spending, which frees up number three, fixing our military, which is under duress. The president has been taking a hacksaw to the military. We can't keep doing that. That, especially with all of these asymmetric threats that are confronting us. Dude, when you talk about entitlement, this doesn't just mean or Obamacare. Mean, you know, okay. I'm talking about health care entitlements. I'm talking about the fact that the baby boomers are retiring and we're not prepared for them. And the sooner we act to to reform these programs, the more we can guarantee people in and near retirement don't see any changes. The promises made to them will be promises kept. But if we keep staying on the path the president has us on, that guarantee will not occur. And if you take a look at Obamacare, it basically proposes a future of rationing of health care. And that's just not what people are going to sit tight with. And it will starve the government of having resources to do our primary mission, which is defend our homeland, defend our country. Do, do we have to have a Republican president get these things done? Well, if you watch the Democrat debate, I should, certainly would say yes to yeah, that. Uh, yeah, they're all, yeah. they're all you know, basically running hard left progressives. Yeah. And so, yes, I do believe to, in order to get real entitlement reform, real pro-growth tax reform, and stop the regulatory juggernaut, which is 
taking over this country from from Washington and to fix our military. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the point. And in 2016, we're going to present the country with a vision, with an agenda, and a plan to to do that. And we're going to need the president to help us. Last question. You said on uh, 60 Minutes, you'd had a couple of conversations with this president. He's around for 14 more months. In any case, are you all optimistic about any of your priorities vis-a-vis? Well, we have to get done. For instance, there are a lot of provisions in tax law that affect businesses, particularly small businesses, that hurt them from from creating jobs and keeping jobs. I think that's something we can get done. We call these things tax extenders. We have a big infrastructure bill making its way through Congress. Um, the Highway Trust Fund goes bankrupt momentarily. we got to fix that so we can keep our roads and bridges construction going and obviously funding the government. And, and we'll fund the government with, with more of our priorities. And that's going to be a big you know ne- negotiation we're going to have. But those are three things that have to get done um, that I think when they do get done will provide some certainty to the economy, which will help us. I just want to close with a last comment. I, you know, I, I'm a Madison guy, and one of his biographers said, you don't need to learn this lesson. I just want the audience to hear it. With Madison, the credit was always expendable. The cause was everything. Right. And um, I know that you're a man of the same uh, view. Thank you, Paul Ryan. We appreciate it. Thanks, Dr. Bennett. Good being with you. Okay, Paul. Bye.